Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 29th. Today we're going to continue on in the book of Mosiah. And today's chapters are actually really interesting because we're going to begin chapter 9. And in chapter 9 begin the plates of Zenith. So we begin the history of the people of Zenith. This is where our story is going to get a flashback. First of all, this is what Mormon says about the record of Zenith. He says it's an account of his people from the time they left the land of Zarahemla until the time they were delivered out of the hands of the Lamanites. And it comprises chapters 9 through 22. And by my best estimation, it goes from about 200 BC to 120 BC. So these chapters are going to span about 80 years. And it's going to be three different generations that we're going to see here. So first of all, let's go over the timeline of what we know so far. About 20 years before this record, so I'm guessing about 225 or 220 BC, we know that King Mosiah I, King Benjamin's father, left the land of Nephi. The Nephites had become wicked and King Mosiah, with the rest of the righteous Nephites, left the land of Nephi. And they ended up in Zarahemla, where they joined with the Mulekites. Because they left the land of Nephi, there was a lot of bad blood between the two groups, and so there was still warring and contention between the two people. King Mosiah I sent a big group of spies, or a big war group, out to check in on the people of Nephi. So he sends this big group to check on the Lamanites, and Zenith is part of that group. Well, when Zenith sees the Lamanites, he sees that they have a lot of good things about them. And he has, I don't know if it's compassion or I don't know if it's like a desire to have what they have. But for some reason, he says he sees good and he wants to make a peace treaty with them instead of attack and destroy them. But the leader of this group was bloodthirsty and wanted to destroy them. So there becomes a war or a battle amongst this group of spies or warriors that were sent to check on the Lamanites. The scriptures say this about it. Verse 2 of chapter 9 says, But I was rescued by the shedding of much blood, for father fought against father, and brother against brother, until the greater number of our army was destroyed in the wilderness. So here you have this little army, and they fight each other, and they become pretty much destroyed. And those who survived returned to Zarahemla and explained what happened to everyone else. After some time there, Zenith takes a group of people and they return to the land of Nephi. They go and they talk to King Laman and ask them for a peace treaty that they can live on the land and that they can live amongst them. And he permits it. But let me make one thing clear. He did not permit this because he was merciful or kind or generous. He permitted it because all along his plan was to destroy the people of Zenith and take what they had created. Take the city that they had built up, take the plants and animals and everything that they had harvested. Zenith describes them as a lazy and an idolatrous people. And that's exactly what happens after about 12 years of the people of Zenith living on that land. The Lamanites come against the people of Zenith and war against them. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Zenith, what we know about him and what his mistakes maybe were. Now, I don't think Zenith was a bad person. I think he was trying. I think he was, for the most part, a good person. But something that we learn about him in verse three, it says, and yet I being overzealous 
to inherit the land of our fathers. So he had this overzealousness to inherit a portion of the land of Nephi. We don't really know why. We don't know if he had a little bit of Lot's wife syndrome and he misses what they had in the land of Nephi and longed for it and looked back longingly. We don't know if it's because he wanted to be king over a group of people. We don't know if it's because he just wanted to try something new. We don't know. But what we do know is that he was overzealous in the pursuit of that desire. Now, zealous is an interesting word because we look at it as being driven or dedicated or diligent, but that's not the root of that word. The Latin root of the word zealous is the same as the word jealous. Zealous and jealous have the exact same root, and they're actually originally very, very similar words. So when it says that he was overzealous to inherit this land, he was really covetous. He was jealous of what they had there, and he was covetous for that land. I have a hard time believing that Heavenly Father didn't try to warn Zenith that it was not a good idea to go back and inherit the land of Nephi. In fact, Elder Bednar, in January of 2016, gave a face-to-face with the youth of the church, and in that, he was asked about Revelation. And paraphrasing what he said, he said that anyone who is trying to be good will be warned by the Holy Ghost if they are headed down a path that's incorrect. So here you have Zenith, and he is so focused on what he wants and his ambition and his goals and his desires. I think that he probably ignored promptings from the Holy Ghost that this was not a good idea because Heavenly Father knew King Laman's heart. He knew that he was wicked. He knew that he was lazy. He knew that he was idolatrous. And he knew what he would do to Zenith and his people. And so I think that Zenith was probably so focused on his goals and his desires that he completely ignored promptings from the Spirit to not go after that land. Now here's the thing though. I think it is okay to have desires. I think it is okay to have goals, to have dreams, to have things that you want to achieve or accomplish or obtain in life. But I think that we have to be careful to stay close to our Father in heaven and not let our dreams and ambitions begin to drive everything that we do. In Doctrine and Covenants section 121, verses 34 and 36, it says this, Behold, there are many called, but few are chosen. And why are they not chosen? Because their hearts are set so much upon the things of this world. And then in verse 37, it talks about the sin of vain ambition. Now, it's interesting. Before I went on my mission, I really wanted to be a film major. That was my goal. And when I got home from my mission, I had too many credits to transfer to a church school. So I enrolled at the University of Utah. And I went and I met with the head of the film department of the University of Utah. And he was kind of trying to convince me of why I should come into their film program. And he said, let me tell you why you should come to my school and not that school down south. Because on the University of Utah campus, saying BYU is like saying Voldemort. You you don't speak of it. (laughs) It's the university that shall not be named. So he actually said, let me tell you why you should come here and not that school down south. He said, I'm not going to edit your creativity. If you want to put swearing in your movies, or if you want nudity or violence, go ahead. I'm not going to edit that creativity. Now, he was speaking to the wrong audience because I was two weeks off a mission. (laughs) And I said, okay, now let me guess. I would probably have to watch those shows without edited creativity as part of my major, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, we, we critique each other's work and we watch each other's work. And I said, okay. 
I've made my decision. Now I still went to the University of Utah, but I majored in Spanish. And I'm not going to lie, I spent most of my time in the Institute building. I had ambition. I had a dream. I had goals. But I also knew that we have to put God first in our life. We have to put what he wants for us over what we want for us. We have to be willing to place that ambition aside and say, thy will be done. Otherwise, our hearts get set too much on the things of this world, and we become a victim of vain ambition. And I really think that that was Zenith's downfall. He got so blinded by what he wanted that he didn't realize what was right. In fact, he even says at the end of verse 3 that they were slow to remember the Lord our God. They weren't considering him and his will and his desire. But here's where the hope comes in this story. Because after they had dwelt in the land for 12 years, the Lamanites came upon them. They were going against him in battle. It says, Yea, in the strength of the Lord did we go forth to battle against the Lamanites. For I and my people did cry mightily to the Lord that he would deliver us out of the hands of our enemies. For we were awakened to a remembrance of the deliverance of our fathers. And God did hear our cries and did answer our prayers. And we did go forth in his might. So despite the fact that Zenith and his people spent all this time not remembering the Lord, the moment that they turned and repented and cried forth for deliverance, Heavenly Father heard their cries and answered their prayers and delivered them. And I testify that it is the same in our lives, that when we show humility and when we approach our Father in heaven in prayer, he will come to us. He will hear our prayers. He will deliver us from whatever holds us in bondage. I testify of his power and of his desires to deliver his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share with your friends. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Bye.